Hello, beautiful people. I am Marisol Moran, and welcome back to another installment of Growing with Soul. If you listened to yesterday's episode, then you know that I talked about self-love and sort of redefining it, recontextualizing it, and naturally, I could not talk about self-love without also discussing self-care. Often, these two things go hand in hand, and I've even seen them be used interchangeably. And quite frankly, self-care, kind of like self-love, has been thrown around and used so much that it almost seems to have also lost its meaning, become like a meme, so to speak, and um, not something that people value or take seriously as much as we originally did when we first started using this term. So let's get into what it actually means and how to incorporate it into your daily life. Per the Cambridge Dictionary, self-care is the practice of doing activities that you enjoy or that are relaxing, especially in order to improve or avoid stress. This definition truly highlights how we talk about self-care when it comes to social media. All the posts you see are always of like images of bubble baths and taking breaks and going on vacation and treating yourself. And those aspects of self-care are important and, and like I said, they, they are parts of it, they're aspects of self-care. But it's not the entire definition of what self-care is or truly encompasses. One of the key things that I've noticed and have begun to incorporate when I talk about self-care online and also with clients is that it is expanded to also your nutrition as well as getting adequate sleep, getting enough movement. And I just think it's astounding how many of us forget this when we talk about self-care. Because we always focus on de-stressing or avoiding stress or just managing our stress. When one, our nutrition, our sleep, and having enough movement definitely help in de-stressing or maybe even avoiding um, higher stress levels. But also, those three things are fundamental aspects of, quite frankly, taking care of ourselves. And they are fundamental to our overall health and well-being in general. So this is something I definitely emphasize with clients of mine who are struggling. And I may have even talked about it um, on my social media when I feel like I am kind of all over the place, overwhelmed and super stressed or anxious, I go back to my fundamentals of how is my nutrition, how is my hydration, how is my sleep, and have I been exercising enough lately? That's the foundation of my de-stressing and of my overall care. So don't forget that part of it as well. And with that being said, self-care is often the very first thing to go during difficult times. So if you find yourself in crisis, in stressful times, whether it's family-related, work-related, or like it's all just happening at the same time, you feel like everything is going to shit and difficult and stressful, the last thing that we often think about or do 
is actually take care of ourselves. Our routines out the window. Our nutrition out the window. We're getting takeout. We're not drinking water. We're not sleeping. Like we're, we're just, we're not going to the gym. We're not going for walks. All that goes out the window. Our focus is whatever that stressful thing is and possibly even making sure that other people are doing okay. But are we doing okay? Who gives a shit is pretty much how that tends to go. However, taking care of yourself during those stressful times is the best thing you can do. Emphasizing self-care during your most stressful and anxious times is what's going to get you through them. So can self-care include all those de-stress methods that I talked about earlier, the bubble baths, the treating yourselves, the vacations, even the meditation? Definitely. But the thing that happens when we focus on those types of things when it comes to self-care is that they're often used sparingly or only when we are in crisis mode and like we just, we need something like we have reached our breaking point and we just need something like like I'm the type of person that like never journals but when I'm feeling super overwhelmed I'm just like ah I need to get my thoughts out of my head so then I finally journal but I don't journal consistently and probably if I journaled a bit more consistently the thoughts wouldn't feel so heavy in my head and like I don't know if you guys have ever felt like like that scene in Harry Potter where Dumbledore just like takes the thought out of his head and like puts it in the pensive Like, that's how I feel like journaling is, and sometimes I wish I could just, like, do that as easy as he did instead of, like, writing. But my point is, I wait until I am in a crisis mode before I journal, instead of journaling maybe every day or, like, three times a week or what have you. And that's what we often do with the bubble baths and vacations and treating yourself and taking breaks. So what would actually be better? I kind of gave it away already, but that is consistently prioritizing your self-care. And that can often look like consistently prioritizing your nutrition, your movement, and your rest and relaxation. So yes, that definitely can include taking breaks. A lot of us are overworked and burnt out. So taking breaks more consistently will help in de-stressing and also preventing future burnout or just overall high stress levels. This can look like effective morning and evening routines. And of course, I know we talk about morning routines and evening routines a lot in the wellness and self-personal development world, but tailor it to your life. Like there are people out there that are like, I got to wake up at 5 a.m. and do the journaling, the meditation, the cold plunge, the this and the that and that all before 7 a.m. Like if that works for you, badass, like awesome, fantastic, but also don't feel like you need to do all those things. Or wake up at 5 a.m. Because like sometimes I wake up at like 5.30. It's not fun, bruv. It's not fun. Um, so definitely make your morning and evening routines fit your life. And if you're starting a new habit, keep it simple. Keep it easy. Keep it low energy so that you can actually stick to it. Another key thing about self-care that we often don't talk about is that it can and does incorporate quality time with the people we love and care about. Like how, uh, how many of us out there, one, feel lonely and how many of us out there often when we finally spend time with friends and loved ones feel energized by it? That's self-care. We are social creatures. We need each other. So make sure that you are spending time with the people you love. Additionally, self-care also incorporates doing the tasks that maybe you'd rather not do. That is something that is incredibly important because When we procrastinate on certain things, it adds more stress and anxiety to our lives. Procrastination creates like an undercurrent 
of anxiety underneath everything. And that is definitely something that we can deep dive into in another episode. But definitely self-care is doing the things you don't want to do that you really need to do. And that can look like doctor's appointments. That can look like if you're a student, making sure you get started on your projects in a timely manner instead of waiting for the night before to write a 10-page paper. You know, when was the last time any of us had a physical or went to the dentist or the optometrist? How many of us should go and, you know, get our eyes checked and get a new prescription? If you have health insurance, you definitely have easy access to a doctor and you can get that done. But a lot of us don't like doing these things, even though it's good for us. Um, So like I said, maybe there's a project or a task at work, at school that you've been putting off. Procrastination, like I said, adds to that stress and anxiety. Maybe it's cleaning your home or doing laundry. Maybe it's, you know, waiting until April to do your taxes when you could have done your taxes in February. You know, all these kinds of things. You catch my drift. Things that are that we need to do, that are good for us, that set us up for success, that we put off. That is doing those things is self-care. So remember that as well. When you are feeling so unmotivated to make that doctor appointment, to go for that walk, to do whatever that thing might be. It's good for you. You know you need to do it. And doing it is a form of self-care, even if it's not fun or, you know, a bubble bath. Ultimately, I propose a much more rounded definition of self-care as the conscious effort to consistently place ourselves in the best position possible for overall health and well-being. I hope you found value in this episode, and if you did, please share it with your loved ones. Don't forget to follow the podcast and to leave a review. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and on TikTok. My handle is at yourcoachmari. And of course, if you had any questions about this topic, have any topic suggestions, feel free to send in all those questions to contact plus sign podcast at marisolmoran.com. And in the show notes, there will be a link to set up a discovery call with me if you are interested in coaching. See you in the next one. Thank you.